fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. With Pat and Jeffy. Uh, today and tomorrow. And then, of course, uh, Glenn's back on, on Monday. 888-727-BECK. The phone number if you'd like to get involved in the show. Um, got a lot to tell you about. I mean, much has happened over the last week and a half, two a weeks. Uh, I don't know what it was, but something did. Quite a few things. got to be a fact. list somewhere. <laughs> There's got to be. <laughs> uh, how about the embassy situation that could have been way uglier than it was? Well, with the mourners showing up. Yeah, uh, the mourners, <laughs> right. Right, caused by that darn video from that guy. <laughs> right. That guy's video right. continues to cause us problems. Or maybe this is a new guy in his video, a new it's video, possible. but uh, people are pissed off about that video. I thought some other people, you know, that we as uh, Americans uh, actually injured, they were showing up mourning and crying and uh-huh. just wanted to, you know, yeah. let us know how, how sad they were. Right. Just, <laughs> just sad. And so uh, we'll get into that and lots more coming up in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, Pat and Jeffy for uh, Glenn today, 888-727-BECK, the number to call. You know what's refreshing is not hearing something about this uh, U.S. embassy being attacked in Baghdad, not hearing something that's a fairy tale because that's what we heard uh last time yeah and that's what we would have heard again this time ah it's a a movie Uh, oh they're disgruntled they're mourners whole bunch of mourners just in mourning yeah no this is an iranian-backed militia uh they've set up several of these uh groups around the middle east and one of them happens to be there in baghdad and this is who's behind it Iran yeah. is is behind it. So uh, the Pentagon, under the leadership of, I don't know, the commander-in-chief, who's a little different this time than the last one we had. Thankfully. Sent 100 Marines to the embassy. Also, uh, the soldiers inside the embassy fired tear gas and stun grenades, plus some warning shots. In fact, 60, 62 of the hundreds of fighters who broke down the main door to the compound and set fire to the reception area, uh, they got a little dose of, uh, hey, no, we're not going to let you just storm in here and take take our people. No. no. So it's amazing to see what happens when you respond with some strength rather than responding with total weakness like Carter and Obama did. Uh, and a totally different outcome. So hopefully this time there's no, you know two-year, three-year standoff with Iran while they while they do whatever they do to our hostages. Uh, that would have been horrific. That sure would have. And look, is it, uh, you know, I, I, there's the argument to be made that it's time to get out of there anyway. Yeah, it is. Uh, well, I think it know, is. I, I do too. Yeah. Uh, I, am, I, I think it's I long past time to get yeah, out I'm of there. I'm not opposed to that at all. Uh, they're know, they're actually saying that they're going to pull the troops completely out of Afghanistan. So not peacekeepers or trainers, people they're training their militia or overseers or supervisors. Everybody supposedly is coming home. Good. It's only been 18 years. I don't know what the rush is. 
what is the hurry here? Let's think about this yeah. for a while. I mean, we've got another 18 at least to, to milk this thing, right? <laughs> you would think so. And yes, I know. I know. So 18, wow. 18, 18 years. Yeah, thank, you. thank you. It's amazing. That's it amazing sure to think. It's been, we're going on 20 years now in Afghanistan. Sure. Is. And look, we've heard the argument, you know, for how much, how many times that Afghanistan is the, you know, the nation killer. Yeah. Uh, and it's proven over and over and over Pretty and over true. again. Yeah. 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 It's, it's time to stop, stop beating our heads against the wall. First of all, we thought we could, we could bring, uh, I guess we thought we could remake them in our image in Iraq and Afghanistan and really doesn't seem to be, it doesn't seem to be possible. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. They've just got a different mindset. They've got different priorities. They have a different culture. Uh, and they have different principles of governance. And you know what? Okay. Yeah, it's fine. You know what? Leave Uh, us alone. And it's time for us to leave you alone. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yes. All for that. Now, the initial attack on Afghanistan where we went to take out the Taliban was totally appropriate since they were involved, you know, somewhat indirectly or or directly or indirectly. Uh, But we also had to flush out Al-Qaeda out of the Afghan area. So, okay, we did that a long time ago. Yes. Let's stop with the nation building and come home now. Okay. Um, Does anybody contest that? I don't know. I don't know anymore. Can't be too many people who want us there still. What do you stay there like a hundred years, like uh, John McCain was talking about in two thousand eight? A hundred years if necessary? N- no. no. How about no on that one? I don't think America needs to fight a hundred year no. war. I mean, who's who's left in the uh, the the warmongers? Uh, Lindsey Graham. Lindsey maybe? Graham. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when you think of warmongers. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. That's what you think of, right? Yes. I, I don't know who else, but I'm sure there are some. Yeah, there are some definite but, hawks like like him, uh, but I think they're fewer and farther between. And boy, that's a shame. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's really time. Unless we're attacked, leave them to their own devices. Right, that, that's my point. Leave us alone. We'll leave you alone. Exactly. Let's, and and I which mean, is how we'll leave you alone. That is what. That is exactly what our our founders intended. And so that should be, I think, our mindset as well. You're not going to go back to the the founders, founders and constitution thing, yeah, right? with the rich white slave owners, which yeah, they're not so for for a couple of weeks during the impeachment. They weren't. No, they were rich white no, slave owners. All of a sudden, they're revered like crazy. Well, we love these men like they're our dads, like they're our very own benevolent fathers. They were, really? They were the greatness Since of this when? democracy. And that constitution was not some dusty old living <laughs> no, document we not. can interpret any way we want. We, well, we, we go to sleep with that every oh, night and hug it. It's, yeah, except I don't want to wrinkle it. <laughs> so I make sure it's well protected. I sleep on it on top of It's in a box that I sleep on because I don't want it to be damaged I'm uncomfortable, at all. but we I can't. don't care. Uh, right, That's how much matter. I love the constitution. <laughs> that thing has to be strictly adhered to right i mean so transparent so obvious uh but you know they've got no shame so they have no problem in in pretending whenever it's convenient for them that they're all about the constitution i had never heard a republic if you can keep it 
as many times uh, in my entire life as I've heard it in the last two weeks or three weeks with these Democrats. As Benjamin Franklin said, you've got a republic if you can keep it. I pledge allegiance to no, wait, the let me, flag. Let me consult my notes. Flag. To the to republic. To the... Republic, republic, democracy, (laughs) democracy, republic, for which it stands, uh, one nation, Nation. uh, invisible, with uh, libertarians for justice, a little bit of justice for everybody. Yeah, but man, I love it. I love this country. Love that uh, pledge and stuff. I'm all about it. The hypocrisy is amazing, isn't it? It just, sure is. It's truly, uh, truly amazing. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. This was kind of interesting, and maybe a lot of people don't know the significance of Major Garrett actually praising Donald Trump because he used to work for Fox, and yeah. so I think a lot of people are under the impression that Major Garrett is, you know, some kind of solid conservative. I don't think so at all. Major Garrett. Uh, I, I I don't know that he's a friend to the right, um, sir, and not Republicans either. But here here is what Major Garrett had to say about President Trump on Face the Nation. So this is pretty wow. significant because nobody says anything good about Donald Trump on Face the Nation. <laughs> I don't think. I mean, is he still alive? I don't. I don't know that you can. <laughs> right. Right. Is it is it even lawful? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, well, let's find out. Here's what he said about uh, Trump's minority policies. It can be fairly said that this administration, because of President Trump's quiet prodding, has done quite a bit for funding of historically black colleges and universities. The first step, step back, Ooh, which was a massive first step toward criminal justice reform. Just a couple of weeks ago, in this newly signed defense bill, there is a law that says if you are seeking work for the federal government or any contractor... You don't have to be asked, and you cannot be asked about your criminal history until right toward the end. That's a significant change, long sought by criminal justice advocates. Plus, opportunity zones and the tax bill directed at communities of color. That is a legacy on the agenda side that almost any president, after three years, would want to claim. What? Wow. Yeah, oh, he's they, right about that. Oh, they of cut it off because that's when they dragged him off the y- set. Yes, he is missing now. Uh, Major Garrett is missing. And uh, we've seen no trace of him after this particular statement he made. Uh, but that's pretty brave. That's pretty brave of Major Garrett to to go against the flow like yeah. that on on a show like that when you're in a panel and you know everybody's going to hate you for saying it. Oh, yeah. He said it anyway. Good for him. Uh, also, the U.S., according to Chief Justice John Roberts, the U.S. has quote, come to take democracy for granted, unquote. Well, yeah, who cares? We're not a democracy, so it doesn't matter, does it? Thank you. (laughs) Well, we finally have the Democrats saying uh, that this is a republic, Republic. and they've said it several times. They They have said it several times, but they they throw it in there like, I mean, that's the Obama rule, right? They throw the republic in. What do you mean? I called it a republic. Uh, But then the rest of the time, (laughs) it's it's democracy. democracy. Sometimes in the same sentence. Uh, Absolutely it is. Roberts, uh, slated, of course, to oversee the Senate's impeachment trial. If if the articles of impeachment ever go to the House, so far, we that hasn't happened. Uh, but he's going to oversee the impeachment trial when it happens. Uh, used his year-end report Tuesday to laud the federal judiciary's work on civic education while issuing a thinly-veiled warning about the fragility 
of American democracy in this fractious time. Now, why would a Supreme Court justice, even a Supreme Court justice, is giving us this, a Bush-appointed Supreme Court (laughs) justice, giving us this democracy nonsense? We have come to take democracy for granted, and civic education has fallen by the wayside. Well, yeah, with you as well. (laughs) Apparently, civic education didn't get you to the point where you realize, we're not a democracy. He said, in our age, when social media can instantly spread rumor and false information on a grand scale, the public's need to understand our government and the protections it provides is ever more vital. It sure is, John. Sure, sure is. Uh, we'll get into this a little bit more, but let's, uh, let's take a break for just 60 seconds, and then we'll be right back into it. While speaking of our democracy, Chief Justice uh, Roberts described it. Oh, I'm sorry, but the one guy. I know. The one person. A Bush appointment. That you'd think he, would he, get it right. He should get it right. Right? I and mean, he's complaining about the education. Yes, which is ironic. <laughs> but he described a 1788 riot that incapacitated John Jay while John Jay was working with Alexander Hamilton and James Madison on the Federalist Papers. Those were the three guys, Madison, Jay, and Hamilton. Hamilton wrote most of them, but Madison and and Jay wrote a few uh, on the Federalist Papers. A series of articles published to promote the ratification of the Constitution. Jay was hit in the head with a rock while trying to quell the riot, which was sparked by a rumor. This is why Roberts is talking about rumors that medical students were dissecting the body of a recently deceased woman. So they were so incensed that, <laughs> that medical students might be dissecting a body uh, that they showed up and protested and even uh, hit a Supreme Court justice, eventually a Supreme Court justice, right. the chief justice, John Jay, uh, in the head with a rock. Wow. Wow. He said, uh, Robert said, it's sadly ironic that John Jay's efforts to educate his fellow citizens about the framers' plan of government fell victim to a rock thrown by a rioter motivated by a rumor. This also shows that back in the uh, late 1700s, uh, it was pretty interesting because you could see the highest elected officials in the land right there. out in public, yeah, just, right right, there. Right there. just walking around yeah. in public. With no security, nobody around him. It'd be like, you know, uh, John Jay, Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, uh, picking out produce at Safeway. Right. (laughs) In the middle of uh, a whole bunch of people who hate his guts and are there shopping as well. Taking a break from the case, huh? (laughs) I just need some fresh turnips. I'll get back to the courts. It's it's amazing to think that 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 used to be the case. I mean, they just... He just walked around like that, like no protection whatsoever. It's kind of like, I guess, in the 50s when people didn't lock their doors. You didn't have to then. I guess in 1788, they didn't right. feel like you had to then. Right. Um, I mean, they felt like they weren't supposed to either. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was... And then also, how'd they even know what they look like? It's not like they were on TV all the time. 
they were all only on TV part of the time. Well, you, you know, know, a lot less. Of the the rock throwers, <laughs> you know, they saw John on Instagram. Oh, is that and, what it was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was posting stuff on Instagram. Hey, look at my fresh turnips <laughs> and uh, <laughs> at Safeway. Fresh turnips. <laughs> Had a bumper crop this year. Yeah. Yeah. And I sold some of them to Safeway. (laughs) Yes. Kept the rest. So Uh, that's how how they do. (laughs) (laughs) So Roberts, according to this article, has become the nation's leading champion of judicial independence since being appointed. This is why he keeps doing, making rulings that go against what we thought were his conservative values. Because he wants to be seen as an independent. Sure does. I'm not beholden to anybody. I'm not on the right at all. Nope. He's gone so far. I'm all about the democracy. Right. All about right. the democracy. Yeah, that's the problem. Uh, so despite being you know, appointed to the Supreme Court by George W. Bush, in his new report, uh, Roberts called the judiciary a source of national unity and stability, but added a cautionary note. We should also remember that justice is not inevitable. We should reflect on our duty to judge without fear or favor, deciding each matter with humility, integrity, and dispatch. Hmm. Uh, I think what you should do is pay attention to the Constitution and decide whether it's constitutional or not. Isn't that what you're so really Isn't supposed that what to the do? Supreme Court yeah, is, is supposed to I, do. It's and here he is talking about education, and we should be educating ourselves. And then he doesn't even mention the Constitution when describing his job. (laughs) This guy uh, is so much worse than I thought he was going to be when he was appointed. I thought he was going to be a pretty decent pick. And that has not been the case. But they're in the middle. The Supreme Court right now, uh, their term this year includes cases on LGBTQQIA2+. Right. Uh, discrimination, abortion, and gun control. So this is so a good. big term. Good. We want we want someone who cares about the democracy. Yes. Really on that. Yeah, and we want somebody who's concerned about their legacy rather than well, the he, Constitution. And he's all he about. Is all about his legacy. There's, you are right. I don't think there's any doubt about that. So they're going to hear arguments on uh, also on Trump's effort to prevent his financial information from being turned over to Congress in uh, late March or early April. So we got that to look forward to as well. That will be really fascinating to see how they rule on that and see whether whether this president is forced to do something that he doesn't have to do. There's no law that says he has to do this. And so I'm going to be fascinated. I mean, I I want to see Trump's finances like everybody else. I'm really curious. But you know they'll beat him to death with that. Oh, yeah. No matter what's in it. Uh, whether he took advantage of tax breaks or, you know, whether what? he makes it doesn't matter. more money than um, 300 million of us combined or whatever the case right. may be, they'll attack him for it. Yes. There's just no doubt about that. So that's another interesting thing they're going to be hearing very soon. We'll keep an eye on that for you. It's Pat and uh, Jeffy for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. You're listening to Glenn Beck.
Pat and Jeffy for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. So <clears throat> the other thing that might be going on, except I, when does when does uh, Congress can reconvene? Oh, who knows? They've got they're, they're busy. Monday? They're back. They're back home working with the people and their right. constituents. Right. So it doesn't Listening doesn't matter ever so closely. <laughs> yes. To everything that yes. their constituents have to yeah, say. They're back home. So taking notes. You know, copious, <laughs> yes. copious yes. notes. Uh, contemporaneous and copious notes. <laughs> so. I think maybe it's Monday they come back and maybe the uh if they don't if they don't send the articles if Pelosi doesn't send the articles of impeachment over to the Senate right when they get back I think they're I think this is a delay tactic and and who maybe they won't do it at all maybe they won't because I think what they want to be able to say is look he was impeached and uh and this this president uh has to answer for that i mean he's got that stain on him right whereas if they go to the senate and they have a trial and he's acquitted then it's It's done well sure but i was acquitted so there was nothing to it and they don't want that and and i also uh, if if nancy holds on to it i'm sorry uh, speaker pelosi uh, holds on to the doesn't send it over to the the senate and just holds it and waits till the election Mm mm-hmm Right, and uh, in hopes that Hoping she figures that the that Senate, uh, they get goes, the majority back yeah, in the Senate. Because you figure, okay, Trump's going to win, right? We've already given in that Trump's going to win. Because yeah. good, luck, good luck Joe Biden or Elizabeth Warren or Pete Buttigieg or Bernie Sanders beating Donald Trump. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I doubt that it's going to happen. So if they flip the Senate, then she can send it over and kick him out of office, right? Well, they'd have to get to two-thirds, and well, there's no I, way they'd do that. Okay. But here's the That's thing. A thought. If they have a majority of senators convict, all they'll say is, well, look, it's just because uh, we couldn't get those Republicans on board. They were too partisan. Uh, we we had a majority that right. wanted to remove him from office, which would, you know, that'd still give them a talking point. Yes, it would. I don't know if they're going to, I mean, if they draw it out that far, they might really, first of all, they're not going to win the Senate back, I hope. And I think there's a possibility that, that Republicans win back the House. So if we had the House, we, meaning the Republicans, if Republicans get the House and the Senate oh. and keep the presidency, well, then you have... Look how much work will get done. Look what they did last time yes. that happened. Oh, my God! There was that huge well, they did the, thing. They uh, did the... You know, the one deal. Um, oh, you know, no, no. They, they no, did the, and they the, almost the did the other th- the one th- thing that... Yeah, the thing. Yeah. Yeah, they never... So we've got that to look forward to. <laughs> yes. That's the problem. Uh, the Republicans have so many issues of not getting... And they've shown us that they don't get things done when they have the opportunity. No, wait, I remember it was the... Yeah. The, um, we got what? We got a de- We got a, a minuscule tax cut. Oh, so there which, was something. So there was something. There was something. But... Outside of that, what'd they do? Pretty much nothing. Pretty much nothing. Didn't do anything on uh, spending. They didn't do anything on the border. Oh, we've cut the budget. Oh, sliced it I don't know what you're talking the about. The I mean, even, with, even with not having <laughs> the house, uh, we've cut the budget. Well, were we over a trillion dollars in debt this uh, last fiscal year? Well over a trillion. Like I said, cut the budget. Ah, whatever. 
Nobody even cares about the budget anymore. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> well, we not Republicans, not Democrats. We wanted to. We didn't want. We didn't want uh, Washington to shut down. Is why he signed the, the right. last. Uh, the last. Sp- you know, the spending yeah, resolution the, or whatever. Yeah. And when was the last time we had a budget? Was it two thousand nine? I think it was. It's been a long time. I think it was ten years ago. Uh, it's pathetic. It's been a long time. I mean, the budget is just spend. Doesn't matter. And pretend that. Wow, we we got to do it. And we've got to. It used to be that there were Republicans who would at least give lip service to the debt situation. They don't even do that anymore because President Trump doesn't care about the debt. Oh, he's that he, is good. He owns him. the debt. I mean, yeah. he's the, he's the debt king, yes, which is what he said. Yes, so he doesn't have a problem I love with that. it. So neither do Republicans have a problem with it. <laughs> at some point, that's going to bite us in the butt hard. And so it would be nice if, you know, maybe they'd wake up to that issue, but uh, I don't see that happening. Well, when they get the House and the Senate <laughs> and, then, and the White House, then, then you know, like then. they've done in the, again, like they've done in the past, yeah. then we're good. Then things are fixed. We're good. Uh, did you see the Buddha judge uh, tweet on Christmas Day when he wished everybody a, a Merry Christmas? Yes. Uh, <laughs> he tweeted out. Today I join millions around the world in celebrating the arrival of divinity on earth who came into this world, not in riches, but in poverty. Right. Okay, no problem so far. Uh, Not as a citizen, but as a refugee. Wait, what? (laughs) No, no, he didn't come into the world as a... If you're talking about the time he spent in Egypt, maybe you can kind of make that point, you know, after Herod... Right. Release a decree that you all the two-year-olds uh, would be killed. And so Mary and Joseph fled with Jesus to Egypt for a while until uh, things cooled down. And I guess that portion of his life could have been uh, considered refugee status. But certainly not mm-hmm. his birth. They went from the country in which they lived to the country in which they lived. Uh, they went from Nazareth to Bethlehem. Those were Israeli cities. Okay, so uh, wait, both of those cities in Israel, and uh, so they were. What you're trying to say is they went to country. Mm-hmm. They from went from one city mm-hmm, to in a country that in a they country lived, that they lived to, to a, another, another city in a country, in a country that where they lived because it was the right same, same country. country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't make you a refugee. <laughs> no, no. Uh, like, as Tom Petty would say, they didn't have to live, have to live like, like a, a refugee. refugee. Yeah. No, baby, they didn't have to live like refugees. Because they weren't refugees! <laughs> so asinine. Why did they go to Bethlehem? Because they were supposed to take pay their taxes like all citizens of that area. So... Uh, they they went to they went to another city. They, yeah. couldn't, they just couldn't just drop it in the mail. <laughs> pay their time. What are they doing? I think the postal service was a little slower oh, okay. at the time. Okay, in the uh, in the area. So, I mean, if Joseph and Mary are moving faster than the postal service, uh, yeah. <laughs> Why do we <laughs> on still donkeys have that? <laughs> on on a donkey? Keep in mind. So that would have been like. You know, it's a, it was a hundred miles to uh, it was from Nazareth to Bethlehem. Bethlehem. It's about a hundred miles, so I think it's about the distance from. So it would be like a citizen in San Antonio going to Austin. Uh, is that person a refugee? No, no, they're not. They're not a refugee. <laughs> no, no, they're maybe not. they don't have to live, live like, like a, a refugee. refugee. 
so ridiculous. <laughs> yes, and, it is. You know, it just shows the ignorance, the stupidity, the fact that they're try- that he's especially Buttigieg trying to politicize the gospel. I just can't stand that. I really hate it. Really hate it, especially when he doesn't know what he's talking about, and he's always talking about, uh, you know, we should be more charitable by paying taxes that are forced out of our pocketbooks to the government. That's not charity. That's not charity. No, but I mean, he certainly believes that. I mean, there's no question about that. I mean, when when you look at whoever, whenever they release their taxes and you want to say, Joe Biden only gave you the 1% of his income to charity. Well, I mean, he's at least living by what he... Yeah, he's 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 being consistent. He's being consistent because he believes in the government doing the acts of charity. When it isn't, it's... How can it be considered charity when they force it out of you? Right. That's that not, is not, not what, what Jesus was, was talking about. Supposed to be. That's not. No, it has nothing to do with charity. So, but they, you know, they, he continues to get away with it. He's up to, I think, twenty four percent at the last poll in Iowa, and Iowa yeah. is now a month away from tomorrow. One month. Wow. One month from tomorrow. Wow. Will be the Iowa caucus. Isn't that amazing? That sure is. I mean, it's honest now. Do we have like eighty debates before that, or I have, think we have. Either three or four debates between now and then. Still too many. Maybe Still maybe three. Many. I think we have three this month. Still too many. We had the one right before. Yeah, right before. Right before break. Which was great. Oh, I don't know if you... I'm sure it was. No, I you didn't... didn't watch one second of it. Well, I, I can pick a copy for you if you'd like. I, mean, I, I DVR'd it. So <laughs> can... I can't ask you to go to that kind of trouble. Well. No, I just can't. <laughs> I, I wouldn't feel good about it, Jeffy. <laughs> It just wouldn't feel because it was good really good. It. I mean, I could yeah, bet it is. Get it all. Right? Bet it is. Beginning so, to end. I'll wait till it comes out on on demand. <laughs> you know, stream it. <laughs> Willing to pay almost any price really? to see that? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I'm sure that was great. <laughs> so it'll be fascinating to see. First of all, who qualifies for these yeah. three? Well, he's. I mean, he's busy raising all kinds of money. Right? I mean, they're twenty-five bragging, million. They're bragging about how much money quarter. he's raising. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. So he was at twenty four percent. Seems to me Sanders was at twenty one. Elizabeth Warren at eighteen. Then Joe Biden at fifteen. Fourth. Almost well, he's nine points behind Buddha Judge. Well, look, fat. <laughs> I mean, you had to challenge me to some push ups now. Maybe <laughs> run around the block together. Nobody ever said. I mean, the guy is. The guy is. Just a tad off, right? So, I mean, he's still hanging in there, and he's Joe Biden, and he's got the name recognition. But yeah, but he's not doing well not in the, in the first right. couple of yeah. caucuses. And, you know, if you lose the first two... Good luck. The momentum is not on your side. Good luck. Yeah, you've got a real tough road after that. So, and it's going try- to be fascinating. I mean, the last time was that he was still he was uh, leading in Florida, right? So, he's trying to... They're trying to say that he was leading in Florida, I think. So, but was he, he leading? But, in, oh, he's also leading in South Carolina by so quite I mean, a bit. But, but you know, still, still, if you by look, the time you lose, you lose. Get there, Iowa, New Hampshire, and I'm not sure where he stands in Nevada. I think Nevada is the third one this year. Uh, so, but if he were to lose three, the first three, I know he'd be in really tough shape. Really tough. I mean, you can't wait for those later ones. And they're saying I was reading uh, articles all during break about how Bernie Sanders has seen a re- renaissance in his campaign and his doctor just gave him a 
clean bill of health, and he okay. he's totally healthy. He'll live till he's 175. Man, <laughs> yeah, shut up. Whatever. Right. Whatever. So we'll see. Uh, but we're getting close because Iowa, again, one month from tomorrow. I mean, amazing. I will say Bernie does draw some crowds. Right, I mean, he's just, yeah, he, he is drawing some. He's drawing he big does. crowds, not no, he, like President Trump does. He br- but. no, but he brings in uh, no, no. I mean, those guys would mm-hmm. would almost kill to have crowds like. Oh, Trump they would, draws. yeah, absolutely. I think they would, but I mean, I don't know that it, Bernie brings in the stars, and you know, he's got AOC, so I don't know that they're all technically there for Bernie. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, we're here to see the stars, and here carry a Bernie sign. So you know, I, mm. I don't know. I don't know that I buy it. Triple eight. 727-BECK. More Pat and Jeffy for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Triple eight. 727-BECK. Pat Gray and uh, Jeffy for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, we're just talking about New Year's Rock and Eve. Oh, yeah. And what an experience that is. If, uh, if you're in the New York area or anywhere around there, or you plan on a trip to be there for the Times Square yeah. ball drop, I don't understand. I don't because... either. I don't either. They had, they they claimed this year they had sixty five viewing viewing pens. They were called. That's because you're fenced in. You're fenced in. You have right? to go through. You have to go through checkpoints. Mm-hmm. You weren't allowed backpacks, large bags, umbrellas, no personal drones, no alcoholic mm. beverages, no bathrooms are available. No bathrooms. You're going to be I there be- for hours. There's I nowhere know. to go to the bathroom. No. They don't bring in porta potties I- for that. Oh man, I, I mean that's a nightmare. I know. So what are they gonna? They're gonna go on the corner. Well, I mean, you of have some to, building. You have to wear a diaper, right? That, or you <laughs> pull down your pants and pee in the street. And if you got there and you had something that they weren't uh, going to allow no. into the viewing pen, they just turn you around. You weren't able Send to. Away. Yeah, you weren't going to be able to set it down or forget it or anything. Never mind. You did. And they did a big story about how cool it was that Domino's was out there selling pizza to everybody. At about 30, 33 bucks a pop. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Isn't that price gouging? Thank you. That's Isn't that the, emergency price no, gouging? It's just a great thing. Arrest Domino's, Domino's is doing. Pizza. I know. Wow. If you did that during a storm, oh, yeah. they'd shut it down. Oh, they they'd would. shut you down. Yeah. Domino's would be the worst be fined. The worst people on earth. Yes. New Year's Eve. Oh, it's so great of them to be able to sell you a cheese oh, pizza for people 30 probably bucks paid a pop. It too. Yeah. They must have made a fortune. Oh, yeah. They, I mean, they interviewed people who were like, oh, yeah, we were so, it was so great. And, and they need to come around. And, and then you get to hear some rap artist I've never heard of. Uh, no, but you get to treat. see the giant ball drop. And then the ball goes from way, way up, up there to, to down to a to little bit lower. <laughs> Whoa! Well, well, that it, was it, cool. It drops to, to zero, which is midnight. <laughs> I come on! What a nightmare oh, that is! That would, I could not do. How it. is that fun? And, you're, and, and you're then just, afterwards, how do you even get home? Because yeah. you can't get off that island no when there's way. a million people trying no to do the same thing. Way nightmare. Oh, yeah, no we're way. pretty hardcore partiers, as you can tell. <laughs> oh man, well, at home, yes, at home, you yes. can't stop me. From That's where I spend that. every New Year's Eve. <laughs> At home. Pat Gray and Jeffy for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program.